this church. That means in just that little place, 11 churches have been, have been deleted. But I want to speak a word this morning to every pastor whose church has been deleted. To say to them that their classroom may be shut, but your heart is not shut. Your anointing is not shut. The call God gave you is still there. Rise up, get up, learn some evangelism, let the fire burn, go and win some souls and start again. Hallelujah. Amen. Because many don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. Like, Lord, I gave you my life. This was the place. I hadn't yet come to a point where I was thinking about building. I'm stuck. But you are not stuck. Insofar as the Spirit of God is alive. I said, insofar as the Spirit of God is alive. Insofar as you yourself, you are alive. The church will rise again. And I'm saying to the churches in Kumasi, we will rise again. You may shut the classroom. You may even use a what, double bar to close it. But Jesus, the one who called us, he is not asleep. He is not dead. And the church will rise again. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Please take your seat. And so, I believe that God has a recipe for us. Amen. He has a solution for us. What is that solution? The solution is the preaching of the pure message of salvation. Not the mixed message of salvation. Not another gospel, but the pure gospel, the pure message of salvation. Hallelujah. And that is why to open this conference, I'm just opening it. I'm not the main speaker for this morning. The main speaker is coming. He'll be here at 10. Amen. Hey, you are very quiet. Today, you're going to be hearing from, you see, let me just say one thing about the speakers each speaker has been chosen for a reason yes I Bishop Freddie I believe the Lord laid him on our heart to choose him because he's a master of rural evangelism how to do evangelism in a place that is not uh, what's the word doesn't have a Christian background you will say the place is hard you say the place is this he, he's just having the crusades are working yes so i'll tell you more about him when i'm introducing him to come and speak to you but he's a master of rural evangelism he's also a son of the ministry from my husband and myself amen <laughs> are you there and then later on today you'll be hearing from bishop patrick amen bishop patrick is my husband I didn't invite him to speak because he's my husband. I invited him to speak because as far as I know, and I have lived with him for about 32 years, as far as I know, when it comes to one-on-one -on -one evangelism, I have not met anybody wilder than him. One-on-one. -on -one. What? One-on-one. -on -one. Hey! I was even giving some, let me boss you this one because I won't say it when he's here. <laughs> I mean, he's always witnessing. If you're a policeman and you stop him, I'm sorry, you will give your life to Christ. It's not, not only will you not get your five CDs, but you will give your life to Christ. But just a couple of days ago, we were backing out of the house going somewhere. 
and a young man was at our gate. So we stopped and we said, oh, can we help you? He was a young man just looking for a job. I said, oh, I, I, I'm actually a student and I need to work. So I was looking. So me, I just answered, oh, I don't have any children of that age group. My husband, which church do you go to? <laughs> do you know Jesus? You see, my mind had not gone there. But immediately he has seen a human being. A human being is equal to uh, gospel. Gospel is equal to preaching. Preaching is equal to a soul. So he will also be here today to speak to us. Amen. Powerful. So I'm just introducing our conference this morning. Let's turn to a scripture in First Peter. First Peter chapter 1. I'm going to read from verse 9 to verse 11. And I'm reading in the New Living Translation because it's just straightforward English. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. This salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you. They wondered what time or situation the spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterward. Hallelujah. You see... Here we are enjoying salvation. If you are here this morning, it's most likely because you are born again, you are saved. You heard on something in evangelism and you have come. And we've gotten so used to it. But you see, the prophets of old, who even prophesied to us, if you read your Old Testament, they were telling us what was going to happen. They didn't know what was going on. And they were looking and they were wondering, Will God not just show us a little bit and explain to us? Amen? Let's look at something. Isaiah 53. You see, when you read Isaiah, Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. I'm reading from verse 1. Who hath believed our report? You see, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Please just keep moving. Okay. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Who is this story about? Oh, you are quiet. This half, they are quiet. They don't know. It's about who? You have no problem identifying whom he was speaking about. That's why you don't understand the problem of Isaiah when he was speaking. Isaiah finished speaking. He said somebody was, is coming. They are going to lay iniquity on, I mean, iniquity on him. They are going to do this, going to do that. But he did not understand. It's like, who is coming? How? 
what is that i'm sure he went to a tree mountains and spent some time praying to say that lord explain it to me small so that i understand who are you speaking about and the lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all what, 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 what is that are you in the church or you have traveled already <laughs> amen what am i saying the thing was so precious to them but we couldn't understand it yeah do you understand what i'm saying it was so what precious to them it was very precious but they didn't understand it and so if the people that we respected felt that it was something so important and precious should it not be precious to us also yeah we shall feel privileged that we have been allowed to understand it we have been allowed to know what Isaiah didn't know. Hey, tell to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you know something Isaiah didn't know when he was walking on this earth. Hey, have you read the powerful words of Ezekiel? As for Ezekiel, and when you read his, when you start to even imagine the pictures that he's describing. Wow. Eesh. The man was seeing things, but he didn't understand salvation. I said he was seeing things, but he didn't understand salvation. How can we then treat it? as something just not important when i get it i just sit on it and i sleep hey we are changing the second thing i want to say to you therefore is that we should not neglect this great salvation hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3 please so as for this conference we will open to at least when i'm speaking i'll open to sir so just open to <laughs> hebrews 2 3 how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation which at first began to be spoken by the lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him <laughs> a day is coming that we will rise and we will get to heaven and when we get there and when we arrive they say you neglected your salvation to neglect salvation means you've ignored it you didn't give it the importance that it needed you didn't give it what was required you just took it for granted and church the truth is that we have taken it for granted i'll prove it to you that you've taken it for granted don't worry yeah I'll prove it to you yes we have taken it for granted that is why we are preaching prosperity only that is why we are preaching another gospel that is why we have become the generation of I receive it I receive it I receive it that's all we can say I receive it even what you are receiving you don't even really know do you want me to start doing a test I will begin right now we'll start going scripture for scripture when I point to you then you 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 give me you quote it you see people are already saying mercy in the second row they are in the second row I thought the more spiritual ones are sitting in France (laughs) and they are calling for mercy then they who sit at the back in the corner I don't know what they'll be calling for We are called to preach salvation. <laughs> Matthew chapter 10. Listen to the words of Jesus well. Matthew 10, verse 6. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. If we were really and truly doing this one, explain to me why our churches are half empty. 
It's just a small cushion. <laughs> hey! First, he says, as you go to where? We haven't gone. We've only sat in church. He says, as you go, what should you do when you are going to the place? When you are going next door? When you are going to another town? He says, go there and preach. And when you go, what should you say? Tell them the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Ask your neighbor, where is your healing ministry? Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Which leper has been healed by you? I want to know. Huh. Raise the dead. Have you seen why we are just quarreling in our churches? This is what we should have been doing. Though. We are not doing so. We are quarreling. You have taken my chair. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this, this is where I've always been sitting. Bishop gave me this chair. You have come to sit in the chair. Move. If you were moving around and you were healing the sick and you were casting out demons and you were, you know, the dead were rising up, do you even think you will need to fight for a seat? <laughs> Hey. And do you know why? The answer is in Romans 1 and verse 16. I told you we are opening Bible. Romans 1 16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. In other words, the Jews heard it and then we also heard it. But the truth of the matter is that we are ashamed of the gospel. That's the truth. I said the truth of the matter is that we are ashamed of the gospel because when we preach the gospel it is even the believers who say oh this one is just the ABC it's ABC it's not powerful you're not powerful we want to go to a church where there's power we want to hear the speaking of the word in a certain tone and tongue then we will know that you are powerful but when you come and you're only saying that jesus died for you give your life to jesus what is that so we are ashamed you know truth eh, it will save us truth will save us you see truth will save us don't don't push me to prove to you that you're ashamed if you were not ashamed when it is saturday time for us to go on outreach why have you converted the outreach into visitation time okay they didn't come to church i said why have you converted outreach time to visitation because you're ashamed of the gospel why is it that when there is going to be a crusade is the pastor his wife the assistant praise and worship team and the people who the ashes who are that's all everybody else all the rest you have found 22 reasons why you cannot attend it hey. the way you acquired this one is very nice i don't need any proof that <laughs> that's the reason we are ashamed the second reason is that we don't understand that it is the power of God. Salvation, it is the power of God. When we do it as Jesus said, was Jesus powerful or not? What message did he come with? Did he preach any other message? Yet that message that he preached to us about salvation, that it was powerful enough and it was working and it worked. Push your neighbor and say it worked. Hey, people are nicely quiet. I think I have the wrong crowd in the room. <laughs> uh, please, oh, some of you, you are UD people. I beg you, oh, this church will make noise. I don't like quiet people. I'll just tell you. 
I'll just tell you that I don't like her. And look, in the break, in lab economy, I will move you here and sweep these people away. <laughs> uh, who likes us? You people. I can't see your people. Uh, Pastor John, where are your people? I can't hear them. Oh. My uh, one has the noise, so please, we are a charismatic church. I beg you. We are not an Orthodox church. <laughs> Hallelujah. We, you see, I'm sharing this because I believe that if we're able to face the truth and face that that truth is, 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 it is true, we'll find help. We'll find help. I have always loved winning souls. But one-on-one -on -one has always been difficult for me. As for crusade, I like it. One-on-one -on -one has always been hard. The day I accepted to myself that one-on-one -on -one was difficult for me, that's the day my salvation began. How did my salvation begin? I had two spiritual children. One of them is Lady Reverend Humidi. The other one is Bishop Freddy who is coming. No, it wasn't Bishop Freddy. Reverend Mega. Yes, he's not here. He's in Accra now. I told them that, listen, this one-on-one, -on -one, I'm shivering. I can't go alone. So when we meet and we are sharing ourselves, I'll make sure I'm the boss. I will be in their group. <laughs> I will be either with Lady Reverend Humi or with my friend Reverend Mega. And then we will go. And once I was with them, as soon as they started one-on-one, -on -one, I will find the strength. I'll find the courage. And I'll also say some. But you, you have not accepted the truth. So you, you are just there. You are just there. Until today, ah, Lady Reverend, what I'm saying, is it true or so I'm lying? When I start there, I'm like, hey, what if they get angry? What if they embarrass me? What if they walk me out? Because where I learned ministry, they can easily walk you out. Yeah, you are quiet again. They can easily walk you out. You have gone to knock the door and allow you are coming to, to share what? Hey. Yeah. But I have fearless children. So I added myself to my fearless children. Then my own biological children began to grow up. And they grew up equally fearless. So now I had not only these two. I remember that I went with Ashon. Today he's a pastor. And I was going, we're starting a new church. And I went with him and we were going to call people on a Sunday. We spoke, so spoke and the cars were, nobody minded us. I was ready to go back to the classroom after I'm the preacher. And the young boy said, no, 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 mommy, we cannot go back like that. Let's go this way and talk to one more person. Yeah. And we brought people in. So that's why I'm saying, acknowledge the truth. Acknowledge the truth, whatever the truth is for you. And I'm saying for some of us, we are ashamed of the gospel. You have received Christ. You don't want anyone to know. Or, or you don't see that the preaching of the gospel is where the power is yeah and as time has gone on I have learned maybe one of the blessings of getting older is that you don't really mind what people think <laughs> it really helps <laughs> hallelujah amen wow first Timothy 1 verse 11 says according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God which was committed to my trust and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry you see there's something very glorious about the gospel until you begin to preach it and you begin to share it you will not know amen 
I have moved around this country mainly in the north. We've done a lot of crusades in the north. We've moved to a lot of places like that. And I can tell you something that as we have preached the gospel, I have had pastors come up and say, My God, what a word. But what we were preaching was just the gospel as Jesus preached it. I'm going to recommend this book to you. If you don't do anything, you don't get any book. This conference is under the auspices of the Dark Hill with most ministries. Amen? And one of the greatest blessings are the books that have been written. That's one of the greatest blessings. This one is called How You Can Preach Salvation. Because the truth is that 99.95% of pastors cannot preach the gospel please so you see you are arguing with me again Uh, i'll get a spare microphone starting from this end we'll start going pastor to pastor you will start to preach the gospel coming you start preaching the you realize that you can't preach the gospel the first time i stood on a crusade stage i remember saying so what at all am i going to say yeah 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 you see for me one of the things that brought me out was this book yes one of the things that brought me out Today, when I go on crusade stage, I know what I mean. Oh, come on. Come on. I said, come on. In this book are over 100 ways to preach the gospel of salvation. This is what Bishop Dag has used in the over 200 different, different countries and cities that he has visited with the crusade. Yeah. And I encourage you to get it. Because the pastors are not able, and many of you here are pastors. You're not able to preach the gospel. So your members also cannot preach the gospel. So when we start to preach the gospel, the first thing that we notice is that the people who are blessed by it are ourselves. We suddenly realize that, hey, son, that the gospel, this is what is in it. Oh, really? Oh, really? You know, we are going to, we'll have practical sessions later on, at least for me, later on in the, in the, you know. But one of the things I can tell you is that get hold of it. Sit by it. You see, this is my small lady Reverend in her red shirt over there. Woo! She preaches in secondary schools. And I remember she would bring me um, at the end of every um, outreach. She would say, Oh, mommy, we won 100 souls, we won 80 souls. And I'll say to her, Very well done. That's 80 people rescued from hell to heaven. Then this book came. When she got her copy, I remember it till today. The very first outreach that she did after. It was not 80 souls. It was not 100. It was 554. What was the difference? What was the difference? And the spirit entered into me as he spake unto me. That was the difference. What was the difference? Revelation chapter 10. Take it. Take the book. Eat it. Eat it. It shall be sweet in your belly. It will be bitter in your mouth. And then go out there and prophesy to nations, to kingdoms, to tribes, and to people. That was the difference. And so I took note of it. I took note of it. If you don't do anything, don't leave this. It's an instructional. If you like, you can throw it away. I don't mind. But don't leave this conference without your copy. And that is why we, are, we don't have any profit on it. Does this book look like a book, 25 CDs to you? Even to print it, print it, printing code. Do you think it's 25 CDs? That's what they are selling it for. So if you leave it, it's something new. 
Yeah. It's, it's up to you. It's up to you. No, are you here? Yeah. If you are a pastor, it will help you to explain salvation to your members. They don't understand salvation. They don't. So it will help you to explain it. Because when you begin to understand what you believe, you get some strength to share it. You see, you gave your life to Christ. Sometimes it's just on a conviction. That's how come you gave your life to Christ. Now, what is inside? What is the real gospel? You'll find it. But let us continue. Because Paul said something. Give me Galatians chapter 1 and verse 6. 6, 7, 8, and 9. He was talking to the Galatians. He said, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ. Unto another gospel. Ask your me, your neighbor, how many gospels are there? What does he mean by another gospel? Then he goes on to say, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. So there are things that have come to pervert the gospel of Christ. When they say pervert it, they have made, they have spoilt it. They have spoilt it. Are you there? They have spoilt it. And then he goes on to say, but if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you let him be accursed then in order for us to understand that the curse was not a mistake he says in verse 9 as we said before so say I now again, if any man, have you seen him repeat it? If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. Very strong words. When we came to the, the conference, me, I'm going because the first session, they were cursing us. It's your Bible you don't read. Who has cursed you? Ah. Tell neighbor, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. We are really, you see, but it shows you how Paul felt about it. He felt very strongly about it. And he was saying that if you change the gospel, something bad will happen to you. Amen. Moment of truth. Have we changed the gospel? <laughs> Have we changed the gospel or not? <laughs> Have we changed? Thank you, Pastor Jonas. Thank you, Rev. Have we changed the gospel? When I say we, I'm talking now about the church, you know, all together. We have changed it. We have changed it. Jesus Christ gave us a gospel and he shared with us many things. One of the things he shared was that if you are going to follow me, take up your cross. Take up your cross and follow. What have we preached? What have we preached like? Happiness gospel come to Jesus and only good things will happen it's not true oh. only good things will happen where did you read that in your bible ah. I will not promise affliction no 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 okay okay these love economy people they are nice people please <laughs> did they promise us affliction or not okay. so, <laughs> Rev, have you read it before okay so, so so when you are afflicted what is the complaint about 
It is true, he says, war and to whom the, the affliction comes. But it is there that you have suffer affliction. My verses, people, you are not on point at all today. At all. Let me open my scripture and read it. Are you in the house? I'm going to the book of Luke. Because if I don't read it, they'll say that I came to say bad things in church. So I just want to read it for you. Yes. If I quote it, they'll say, and she was just twisting the scripture. So you let me just, I want to open it and read it. All right. I'm looking for the scripture. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. <laughs> but I'm seeing even more interesting ones. Wow. Hey! 2 Corinthians 4:17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, they call it light. <laughs> Worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal way. Your affliction is even working for you. <laughs> yeah. But that was not the one I was looking for. Come here. Alright. I believe it's Luke 17. I'm just, I don't want to bounce. Beautiful. In, in Luke 17, verse 1, in the King James, it says it is impossible that, that, that offenses will come. Some other translation says afflictions will come. Are you there? Then it says, but woe to him through whom they come. As for the problems, they will come. It's part of the gospel. But we don't like that one, no. Instead, we say, look, you don't have to even follow this God. You just bring your money. Your money will speak for you. After all, Cornelius Cora, he had a memorial in heaven. Cornelius was not living anyhow. Acts chapter 10. He was not living anyhow. He was a godly man, only that he didn't really know the God that he said. That was the only thing. He didn't really know it. Yeah. Tim, hmm. please come in. Don't worry, it's our first session, so allow me to organize. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we are preaching another gospel. You see, there are some things which are part of our belief. They are part and parcel of it. But they are not the main thing. They are not the main thing. Bishop Dad told a story. And he used it in an example that I still remember. He talked about a time that he had traveled to the UK. And one day he was in his house on a Saturday night. When a fight broke out in an apartment, I mean a house just opposite him. So he opened his window to watch. And so he was a witness to the whole thing. <laughs> and he said... The man of the house had come back unexpectedly to meet his wife with another man. So it was a major fight. And the man came back and sat in his car and drove his car into the house. He hit the car, the house came back, drove a second time, came back, drove a third time. After a while, he closed his window and sat down. The man drove away. He was in his house when there was a knock on the door. Are you there? And so he got up. When he looked, who was at the door? Police. And the police came and they said, Ah, Reverend Charles cannot sit over there. No, 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 no. He says that I should leave him there. Reverend Charles, we bet you have a cup because you're correct. 
Anyway, you're welcome. Hallelujah. Then he said, the police came and asked him, did you see what was going on? He said he thought about it. Uh, he was about to say no, but you're a Christian. You have to tell the truth. And he said yes. And the police said, you are going to have to be a witness about this. In... <laughs> in court because the case is going to court are you with me <laughs> i tell you you'll not be happy to hear this at all anyway so the day came and he had to go to the court i'm just looking for another scripture i told you as for the open two we shall we'll do it by her today Thank you. Can I take my time and find my scripture? my scripture this one will work sometimes the bible has scriptures that complement scriptures yeah but sometimes you need a particular one anyway the day came and he was invited to go and be a witness so he came on this on the stand and the judge asked him so tell us what you saw tell us what you saw what are we expecting to hear we're expecting to hear his narration of what he saw so he asked a question so assuming that as he has come then he says to the judge eh, judge when a man is uh, 65 years old 70 years old he gets an ache a pain in the knee it's called arthritis arthritis is a condition that <laughs> what would you say but what he's saying is it true or it's not true uh. <laughs> but that is not what we are looking for what you are saying is true but it's not what we are looking for in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 what did Jesus say to us you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem in Judea in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth a court has come and we are the witnesses and the expectation is that as we go to give the witness you know to speak we will say oh he came and his name was Jesus and he shed his blood for you and for me for the remission of sin and because of that our names are written in the book of life and you can ask the person do you want to but we have come but we have come to stand in court and instead of giving witness i saw a man sit in his car and hit the building we say arthritis is a sickness <laughs> in the older age of 65 we have come as witnesses of jesus christ but instead of witnessing of jesus christ oh if you have a problem you just pay and it will be solved if you have a problem you can live however you like 
It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. You can be a serial masturbator. You can be a bona fide fornicator. It's not a problem. You just bring your money and it will be okay. You're looking at me as if you are hearing something different from what I'm hearing. Yeah. Tell me I'm lying. Or as you are passing and you hear the street preachers, you listen. And do you know why they are proliferating and they are, they are doing well? Do you know why? The reason why, when I say doing well, they are, is because you, with the real gospel, you are quiet. We have not preached. And when the real does not preach, the fake will rise up strong. When a real prophet does not prophesy, when a real prophet does not stand and speak for God, a fake prophet will rise up and speak. Yeah, it is real. Let's welcome Bishop Freddie and his wife, Lady Pastor Aisha. They are welcome. Oh, your clapping is not a Kumatia. Clap well, clap well. You're welcome. Please take your seats. Hallelujah. Are you in the house with me? Bishop Freddie, you're welcome. I told them that the real speaker for the morning is coming. <laughs> I'm just giving you intros. But what I'm saying is it true or it's not true? Many of us don't know what to say, and it's part of the reason why we can't witness. Because at times when you are witnessing, the person also faces you with some. Yeah. Is it true or it's not true? Yeah. The Bible calls it our great salvation, and we don't understand it fully. Yeah. And you see, that's why I'm sharing with you that Apostle Paul told us that we should preach the real gospel if not trouble hallelujah let's look at another scripture in second timothy chapter 4 and verse 5 because if you are really working for the lord maybe your question is exactly where does this fit in my scale of things I'm a teacher, or I'm a prophet, or I'm an apostle, or I'm something, I have a certain call. I'm, you know, where does it fit? 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 5. Watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of your ministry. Do the work. So he didn't say be an evangelist. He didn't say fulfill the office of an evangelist when you have somebody fulfilling the office of an evangelist that's when you see a bishop that come up that's when you see a reinhard bonke come up it's an office it has a certain size and dimension but what he says is the work of an evangelist what is the work of the evangelist the abc of the gospel jesus christ came to save you from your sins you don't have to pay for them yourself but you need to receive him you need to receive him. How do I receive him? Romans 10, 9 and 10, then it is flowing. Should I come down so I find someone to, to, to explain Romans 9 and 10? Romans 10, 9 and 10. <laughs> hey! As for this conference, we shall learn scriptures. Monjai rough, no? Yeah, we'll start, you see. The dream in my heart is that when we finish the conference, every pastor, you will have your team six people eight people ten people from here fire from here fire in whatever way whether it is crusade or whether it is one-on-one -on -one or whether it is what because as for the gospel you can preach it anyway 
In, you see, it's one of the blessings of, the, of our nation. You can just turn over a box. Just make sure you can carry your weight. Turn over a box, even in the middle of the road. You can stand there. You finish preaching them. The, the, you finish before the police come. When they come, you have removed them. You have preached your gospel. Yeah, anywhere, anytime. But you see, that scripture is saying something. Please take me back to Timothy. Second Timothy. You see, it's saying something. You can come and do whatever you are doing, but if you do not do the work of an evangelist, you will not make full proof of your ministry. You won't finish it. You will get to heaven and you will see that there were some people who you needed to speak to for them to come to Christ. Tell your neighbor, there are some people, your name is on them. Yeah. Your name. If you don't go to talk, they may not be saved because you are part of the story. You see, there are times when you even share the gospel with somebody and the person doesn't give their life to Christ. But the person, you see, you have brought the person one more step closer. It's a crucial step. Yeah. Yeah. Then somebody else comes to continue. Another crucial step. Think about your own salvation. You may see that even though one person finally prayed with you, you see that, oh, this one introduced the topic, this one talked about this, this one did this, this one did that, this one did that. Before you are away. I said before you are aware you are blessed hallelujah put your hands together for Jesus amen do the work of an evangelist another thing I want to share with you my time is almost up but I want to share with you that in the eyes of Jesus in the eyes of Jesus for you to be a good person you brought a lost person back hmm I don't know what God is thinking about me this morning. I don't really want to think, but hey, are you here? I will read you scripture so that you believe what I'm saying. Let's go to Luke chapter 15. This is 4 to, four to 7. What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety-nine just persons that need no repentance. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. I'll give you another example. Give you another example same chapter just continue the same thing look 15 verse 8 either what woman having 10 pieces of silver if she lose one piece does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she finds it and when she has found it she calls her friends and her neighbors together saying rejoice with me for i have found the peace which i had lost likewise i say unto you there is joy in the presence of the angels of god over one sinner that's repentant you see it is a thing that is running there that is the bringing of a lost person it, it, it has its own place it means something amen it does what it means something and so i am t- just sharing with you that as you acquire this book one of the things that it will do is to help you to develop the ability to explain salvation to explain salvation the story is told of Dale Moody who got converted. In fact, he had somebody preach, and the person preached for seven days. John 3:16. <clears throat> Prince, what will you be preaching by day two? <clears throat> what will you be preaching by day four? Just John 3:16. 
And there are several scriptures in the Bible like that. I am the way, the truth, and the life. If we start from, okay, let's start from the middle this time. I need a pastor here. You start preaching to us. I am the way, the truth, of that. You see, suddenly nobody's making eye contact with me. It's like, don't see me. I don't really exist. <laughs> hey! Another scripture like that. Acts 4.12. There is no salvation in any other name except the name of Jesus. Yeah. It's a very interesting one. Are you there? <laughs> John 6.35 I am the bread of life. John 4.10 I am the living water. You only like singing it. You know that the song by uh, this guy. The living bread. The, the, the what? And the bread of life, the living, was it? Koda. Are you playing it or you are not playing it? Hey. Oh, <laughs> mind you, I'm ending. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is true that. <laughs> It is true, you can tell people about Jesus. Not only after you have studied it, but once you know him. Amen? In John chapter 4, we have that story of Jesus meeting the woman of Samaria. This was a woman with a checkered past. And she met the Savior. And they had a long conversation. They talked about many things. Why am I saying it was a long conversation? Because they talked about the fact that now we'll go to Jerusalem to worship God and all of that. Jesus had said, give me water to drink. She said, how should I give you water? I mean, it was a whole conversation. He said, you don't have anything. She said, you shouldn't even be talking to me. I'm a Samaritan and you are a Jew. They had gone on and on. And then Jesus said, go and call your husband. And then she said, I don't have a husband. And Jesus said, what you are saying is true. Because you have had five. The one you are with now is not, is not your husband. <laughs> and the woman was amazed. And the woman said that, ah, but I perceive that you are a prophet. The way you are speaking. <laughs> Verse 20. <laughs> is it you who is slow or your machine that is slow? You have to resolve it. Verse 20. The woman continues, our father worshipped in this mountain and you say that Jerusalem verse 21. Jesus said, woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the father. You worship, you know not what. We know what we worship. And they have a whole conversation here. But eventually Jesus tells the woman that, the woman says that, ah, they talked about the Messiah. Then Jesus says, I am he. That's all she knew. You see, all this conversation. You see, the woman said, no, please go back. Go there. The woman said unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he's come, he'll tell us all things. And then he went on to say to her that I am the one. You see, this is all the conversation. When the woman left him, she went back to the town to talk to the men. Notice she didn't talk to the women. There must be a reason. <laughs> She went back and she spoke to the man. And you see, what her witness was very simple. Come and meet somebody who told me everything that I have ever done. You see, that's all she knew. She didn't have a copy of how you can preach salvation. It had not yet been written. 
but just what jesus meant to her was enough it was enough hallelujah it was enough in these four days in these four days i am believing god that if you are a fresh believer you will live here with the fire strong enough to go and say come and meet a man who saved my life who changed me and if you are a pastor i'm believing god that you will live with a fire that is so hot that will catch everybody in the church amen it will ignite in you something that will make you study the topic first to teach your own congregation because we need to be taught about salvation i tell you we don't have half an idea what it is and i'm believing god that by the end of this time we would have heard from god that the fire will be bright again hallelujah i recommend to you bishop dark's book how you can preach salvation stand to your feet hallelujah you just want to pray for a few minutes as we've come to the end of this beginning we're going to have four sessions every day this is just the first one just introducing just opening the conference i want you to bow down your head and pray for yourself maybe you find that you need to talk